Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. This is the good stuff. Yeah. It's the Laugh Podcast. We are your hosts. Over there is Ryan Bull and I'm Richard Lust. This is episode number 179. Ooh. We're getting up there. It's getting big. This is uh, our fall and winter preview episode. These are traditionally my favorite episodes. Get to get to, we get to talk about a lot of movies, and I'm anticipating these movies. I haven't seen them yet. You're positive about them, exactly. Yeah. I'm not disappointed. So these are all the films you're positive about for war October, November, and December. Yes, all the way up through the award season. Um, so most of these movies, a lot of these movies, we might not be able to see until. Uh, January, February, because they get limited release to be considered for awards, and then they sort of throw them out there, and our listeners will be excited for from now, the end of September, until through uh, probably early February, Mm -hmm. with some of the movies that we're talking about, if they haven't heard about them. There are a couple of movies on here that were surprises when I started doing my research. Yeah, I think there's one movie that's coming out on December 31st in four theaters, because you have to have... Two theaters in L.A. and two theaters in New York to be considered for the Academy Awards. Oh, really? So they're doing like the very last day hmm. to qualify. Smart. That's smart marketing. Oh well, marketing is what I like to call that. But we'll have to talk about that movie later because we're gonna go. We're gonna do this a little differently. We're gonna go in chronological order and just sort of point out the movies that we are most anticipating. Give you a little bit more information about them. I think we both have six movies. Mm-hmm. That we're really interested in, and a few also rands. We've are we will talk about next week Magnificent Seven and Storks, which is coming out the uh, September twenty third. The week following that, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to some of those movies, mm-hmm. but some of these movies, to some degree or another, September twenty uh, eighth, I think, or wait, thirtieth, I guess. <laughs> yes, math. Math is difficult for me. We have Deepwater Horizon, uh, Masterminds, and Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I've seen Masterminds advertised a lot. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year, and uh, unfortunately the studio went bankrupt. Oh. Yeah. October 7th, then, is our first also ran for you. You were sort of interested in Girl on a Train. Yeah, I like that Emily Blunt. Uh, she was in our favorite film of last year, Sicario. Mm-hmm. She was also in a film that we enjoyed the previous year, Edge of Tomorrow. So I enjoy watching watching that Emily Blunt. Uh, it also has Haley Bennett in there, who we're probably going to talk a lot about when we review Magnificent Seven. It's also got Rebecca Ferguson, who was in the last Mission Impossible film. Strong female <laughs> female cast. Yeah. Um, Allison Janney's in it, too. I like her. She's 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 really good. She was one of the best parts about West Wing. Um, it, it's just one of those like uh, thriller. It's got films. That Gone Girl stink on it though. That and I was really disappointed with Gone Girl. So, but so it's uh, turn off for you. Uh, for me, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I have high hopes. Coming out that same weekend is The Birth of a Nation, <laughs> which. I was a little bit high on, um, not so much. I think it will get awards consideration at the end of the year. But then the after that, the only movie that's coming out, as far as I know, October 14th, is one of your most anticipated movies. Yeah. The Accountant, starring Ben Affleck. This is about a forensic accountant who uncooks the books for illicit clients and then kills people. Also has uh, John Bernthal. The guy from The Walking Dead. He also played Punisher and Daredevil. Yeah, he was in Sicario. Anna Kendrick, who we're both big on. And this is from director Gavin O'Connor, who we kind of like. Wait, Godzilla? No, uh, he did Warrior, the MMA film, as well as Miracle, the uh, Olympic hockey team from the 1980s. Kurt Russell. And then uh, last year, one of our favorite films that we were looking forward to that we ended up hating was uh, Jane Got a Gun. So he has a dubious track record, but I really like the cast. Also has J.K. Simmons in there. Mm. Uh, this looks to be really, really good. You know, nice blend of action and drama. One thing I d- I have watched the first half of the trailer several times, and then I close my <laughs> eyes. I, I really haven't seen much after he talks to Kendrick, and she says, "My dad used to wear a pocket protector," and he says, "Well, I have a pocket protector." <laughs> 
And then there's a little bit of stuff after that I don't pay any attention because I'm interested in seeing the movie as well. But one thing I did notice was they have all these like pictures of him with all of these nefarious worldwide criminals and uh, leaders, but it's just they're obscured. It's just like the side of his head and mm-hmm. some analyst puts together it's the same guy. I was thinking, well, why don't they just look at other pictures that they took of these yeah. guys? At the same time, so I don't know. Uh, the, the one maybe pho- I shouldn't hold it up to that camera. much scrutiny. Yeah, they have one cam- one picture of uh, of of Gaddafi. Well, I kind of like it's Ben Affleck's doing a riff on playing Bruce Wayne in this. I feel you know someone who's damaged OCD, early on. OCD, and, yeah. Bruce Wayne. Uh, there'll probably be some good uh, mashups of this film with the new Justice League. No, sorry. Right. Looking good forward stuff. to that. Um, a week later. I, Another interesting film comes out. Well, other than Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, which my dad really wants to see, this is one of my most anticipated movies. It's a small movie, though. It might not get a wide release. It's got a lot of early uh, critical acclaim. And you know I'm big on westerns, but I'm also really negative about dog violence and potential <laughs> you know, dog menace. This is a western with Dog Menace. It's called In the Valley In a Valley of Violence. And it stars Ethan Hawke as uh Paul. This is gonna be his second Western this fall after uh Magnificent Seven. As a drifter with nothing to lose. And then he apparently encounters some thugs. It says here in my notes what happens. I'm not gonna try to ruin it. But he receives unlikely assistance from a young woman who runs the Dusty Towns Hotel and her older sister. I guess the younger woman is played by Karen Gillian, who was uh, um, Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she was Zoe Zaldana's uh, sister. Yeah, I like that. Blue-headed. I liked her in that role. She sort of stole the show. She was also an Oculus. Yeah, she's talented. But the other uh, key person who I might be making a prediction about later in this movie is John Travolta. Probably best known as the voice of Bolt in 2008's Bolt. Maybe he's typecast in dog movies, but here, this is his first Western. He's the Marshal. And from the early little bits that I've allowed myself to look at, it looks really good. It's called a cross between Tarantino and Clint Eastwood. And it's got some sensibilities like that. I'm going to fall in love with the dog early on. They say the dog is one of the best... uh, He's in the running for best dog actor of the year, best animal actor of the year. And then uh, I'm going to be really angry at some point. It's also been called a cross between High Plains Drifter and First Blood. Ooh. The screenplay is written uh, by the director, Ty West, who did The Sacrament, The Roost, VHS, ABCs of Death. He's a big uh, horror movie guy. Yeah, I mean, his stuff's been all right. The Sacrament, meh. Well, the last, I didn't really see any of these. I I think I saw VHS. The the Sacrament's like a fictionalized version of uh, Jonestown. If you, I mean, the last movie mashup we had, and it was a Western with some horror sensibilities, was uh, not Tombstone. Bone Tomahawk? Bone Tomahawk, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was a great movie that year, so. Yeah, my film class is upset I'm not going to show them Bone Tomahawk. Did you tell them the story? (laughs) I told him last year, some kids apparently took my class just to see Bone Tomahawk. Oh, really? Yeah, you yeah. can't show that movie. They're like, can we just watch a clip? I went, there's no clip I can show. <laughs> exactly. So, Oh, well, probably uh, going to be the closest movie that we get to something like Bone Tomahawk this year. I was hoping for Jane Got a Gun. It didn't really pan out for me. I'm a little bit tepid on uh, Magnificent Seven. But this is this is the entry this year into a Western movie uh, resurgence. Yeah, I think Valley of Violence is going to be closer to your classic Western. Magnificent Seven seems a little too polished. I think it's going to go more down the Young Guns yeah, route. Though yeah. so I'm sure we're going to watch it and review Although it. Although I love the Young Guns. <laughs> I love me some. <laughs> Tom Cruise is only Western. Uh, he was, I think he was attached to Magnificent Seven for a while. Yeah. Um. So and that's, yes, Tom Cruise was in Young Guns. He's unaccredited in there. He showed up on set one day to see Emilio Estevez. Oh, so they put him in there as like in the bar or something. Yeah, he's like a guy who gets shot real quick. Oh, wow. one, one little shot, one but he is in the film. In. Yeah, he doesn't die often. No. 
He's known for not dying. I He's be, the reverse Sean Bean. I want to be known for that. <laughs> October 28th is the following weekend, and there's nothing really big coming. There are some big releases, but nothing we're interested in. Inferno and Rings, I think. I mean, I don't think you're big interested into Inferno. Rings is the remake or yeah, sequel. Yeah, The Ring. The yeah. Ring. There's, uh, there's a lot of them. Dan Brown's Inferno. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in so, Dan Brown's in So, no, I, I'll be ready for November to show up. And November 4th is a big weekend for movies. If, they, if, if I had $100, I might go see all four of these movies that are coming out this weekend. There's two of them that... We're not going to talk about much, but they would have made my list. They, I think that one of them would have made your list. You've been talking about Doctor Strange a lot. Yeah. So you were kind of interested in seeing that in the next Marvel movie. Yeah, I'll definitely see that, you know, within a week of it coming out. But I don't see the point in previewing it since probably everyone already knows about it. Instead, I'd rather talk about something like Loving from Jeff Nichols. He's one of our favorite directors. He's done movies like Mud, Shotgun Stories. Uh, and this is what I think is going to catapult him to fame. This is the true story of uh, a Virginia couple who married in the 1950s, and they were sentenced to prison because of their interracial marriage. The film stars Ruth Nega and Joel Edgerton. So I'm pretty sure this gets nominated for Best Picture. In fact, I'm going to say Jeff Nichols wins Best Director for this Ooh, film. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll have to save that for later. Yeah. Um, We're going to do some o- bold Oscar prediction, Mr. Bull. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. I didn't notice Michael Shannon in it too much, but this is his fifth collaboration with Jeff Nichols. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the last film they did together was Midnight Special, and we reviewed that back in the spring. And I was less enthusiastic. About yeah, that was probably the least successful Jeff Nichols film, but it, it's still a good movie. Um, I'm a big Jeff Nichols fan, so I am definitely looking forward to this. Uh, it'll probably get rolled out slowly, you know, do limited release. So it might be a week or two before we're able to catch up with it. Joel Edgerton is quickly becoming the go-to actor for the laugh podcast in terms of if you see that he's attached to a film, you're predisposed to to want to go see it. I, I can't think of any movies that he's been in recently that I'm not predisposed to want to see. Yeah, I've been big on Joel Edgerton since uh, I saw him in The Great Gatsby. Um, I think I like him as much as you like Tom Hardy. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He's the poor man's Tom Hardy. <laughs> He's the poor man's yeah, Tom that's Hardy. that's what I was about to say. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, another movie coming out that weekend is Bleed for This with Miles Teller. Uh, the story of Vinny Pazienza. Looks a little bit too by the book, maybe. Um and I've seen the trailer, so I feel like I've seen the whole movie. But I probably will see it. It's got Aaron Eckert in it, and I loved him and Sully and his uh, facial hair. So yeah, the thing that hurts that film is uh, there are documentaries about the actual boxer with real footage of him trying to get back in shape while he's got the neck halo on right. or the head halo, whatever you and call they, that. They try to show that in the movie as well. So yeah, um, it'll be. In, I guess it'll be intriguing to find out if. Uh, Miles Teller can play a boxer. So I just want to watch him get punched in the face. Yeah, apparently a lot of people don't like uh, Miles Teller, you included. Not too big on yeah, the Teller. One of my favorite actors so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's no Tom Hardy, but... <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, but there is another guy, another actor, who's been a long-time favorite of mine, who's directing a movie that's coming out November 4th, and I can't wait to see it. I'm really interested in... The, this is the comeback for Mel Gibson. The long-awaited comeback of Mel Gibson's career. Hacksaw Ridge. He's, I think he directed it. I'm not sure if he wrote mm-hmm. No, he wrote it along with uh, Andrew Wright. And um, it's the story of Desmond T. Doss, played by Andrew Garfield, who's the first man to uh, win the Congressional Medal of Honor despite refusing to bear arms. Mm-hmm. He has a right to bear arms, but he chooses not to exercise that right, although he's a soldier. So he's the first conscientious objector. Uh, He was drafted as a pacifist, but he went on to earn the respect and adoration for his bravery, selflessness, and compassion after um, achieving a brave deed on the movie, or on the film, which I don't want to spoil. It's in the movie. 
Honestly, he, he did Okinawa. multiple things. Go read his commendation yeah. for the Medal of Honor. It's ridiculous. If you were playing a video game and that was your mission to go and do those things, you would go, this is impossible. But, you know, he, he really did. He's one of only three conscientious objectors to win the Medal of Honor. The only one to survive. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to survive as a conscientious well, I mean, objector if well, you're a soldier in war. Most Medal of Honor winners don't survive. I think only like a quarter of them make it through uh, the battle that they win the award for. It also stars Teresa Palmer, who was in uh, Lights Out. I think you liked her in Point Break. <laughs> she yeah. was also in Warm Bodies. I think that's where she got her start. And Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn is making an appearance as a as a non in a non comedic role. I like that. Mm-hmm. I was big on him in True Detective too. A lot of people weren't, but I like him. He's money. He's fine. He's money. It's surprising to realize it's been ten years since Mel Gibson has directed a film. Uh, Twenty or two thousand six's Apocalypto was the last time he directed a well, film. Well, I mean, he had the meltdown. He, he did, but shortly after that, he had the Jupocalypse. He is a really talented director. When this film, Hatsaw Ridge, premiered at the Venice Film Festival, it received a 10-minute standing ovation. So are you willing to go on a limb on this film? Oh, you want me to make some sort of predictions about him winning an uh, Oscar? No, I don't think he'll win the Oscar. I think he'll be nominated for Best uh, Director. Is there a better director with fewer movies? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Do do I have to name one? No, I can't think of a better director... With like every almost every movie he's directed has been like really good. Like, uh, I mean, he won for Braveheart, Braveheart, Passion of the Christ, Apocalypto, and now Hot Saw Ridge. Yeah, and uh, there was one other Man Without a Face. I think he directed that too. That's a pretty good film. But he also starred in that. So, and now he's like, I mean, he's at the end, sort of like the end of his acting career. He's no longer a leading actor necessarily. So, and he could move into the stately role and like put out a movie a year, like Clint Eastwood. Ooh, I'd be happy then. So, anyway, I'm really looking forward to Hacksaw Ridge. I'm not I'm not going to make any predictions about him winning anything, but uh, I will predict Andrew Garfield gets a uh, an actor role. Actor nomination. Oh, okay. I, I could see that. I think people want to uh, appreciate him. That's November 4th. November 11th comes out. And arriving in theaters is The Arrival <laughs> from director Dennis Villeneuve. He directed last year's Sicario, which we said was the best film of the year. Uh, this deals with a linguist who's recruited by the military to translate alien communications. Also has Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker. I like seeing Forrest Whitaker come back to uh, the alien films. He's probably best known for uh, starring in Species. Okay. <laughs> with Natasha Henstrich. You'll, okay. You'll remember that. I do remember that movie. Oh, it's a good film. Whatever happened to that Natasha Hentridge? I don't think I've seen her in anything since. I don't think she's done a whole lot. Forrest Whitaker. Species 2. He's the he's <laughs> this year's Samuel L. Jackson. I like the Forrest. I mean, he's going to be in every... It seems like he's going to be in a lot of movies yeah. towards the end of the year. But uh, Amy Adams, quality actress. Jeremy Renner we like a great deal. So I think this has a chance to be a sleeper hit. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of buzz yet about the film, but we really like the director. I think we're ready to have a science fiction film win Best Picture. Oh, wow. You're going to predict Best Picture? I'm pretty sure this will be my favorite film. Wow. Um, I know pretty much every year I go crazy for some science fiction film. Last year it was The Martian. Before okay. that, Gravity. I so. would have expected you to be more to be higher on another science fiction film that's coming out later only because Denis Villeneuve's last film, the double or doppelganger, there was some movie where, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Help me out here. The, the, uh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his he, name. He either. plays two roles at once and it <sighs> was not critically well accepted. I mean, it was, it was somewhat panned. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal played a, uh, he played himself, and he has an adversary who's played by himself mm-hmm. in a movie by Denis Villeneuve, Enemy. Enemy, yeah, I haven't seen that. I did like Prisoner, though, the film before Enemy. Well, this this movie's got a lot of that Enemy vibe from yeah. what I've seen and the little bit of the trailer I've seen. And I'm kind of eh, all right. hesitant. Um, but all right, so you're going to say Best Picture? I think that's the Ooh. film that, yeah, I'm going to think most bold. highly of. Holy 
you what ask for bold, I deliver bold. Uh, I wanted realistic, though. <laughs> wow. There's just... another big movie coming out that weekend, though. Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk. This is the November 11th release by uh, Ang Lee. Ang Lee of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon fame, and Brokeback Mountain. He also did Life of Pi, for which he won a director, Best Director Award. Um, stars Kristen Stewart, Vin Diesel, Garrett Hedlund, Chris Tucker, and Steve Martin. <laughs> As Norm Oglesby, a functionary of the political propaganda machine. It's an intriguing choice. Uh, I, I haven't seen Steve Martin in much recently he's one of my favorite actors he's really made quite an impression on me as a youth uh when i was a youth anyway yeah no i'm looking forward to this film too i'm actually looking forward to it for Kristen stewart i might be the only person in america who likes her for her acting chops well she's best known as twilight right yeah i just saw her affair with a director yeah um she was just in woody allen's cafe society i thought she was fantastic in that okay um with uh, Jesse Eisenberg? I saw her in uh, the movie, that French movie that came Clouds out. Clouds of St. Morils or something? Yes, Clouds of Silmarie. Silmarie. And uh, I saw half of that movie. So, But nevertheless, Kristen Stewart, I, I don't think she gets enough credit for her act. She was in um, uh, Camp, Camp X-Ray, I think, mm-hmm. where she plays a... Um, uh, a soldier in in charge of um, people down at Guantanamo Bay, in charge of the, the uh, prisoners down there, and I thought she did a decent job in that. Interesting thing about uh, Ang Lee, he doesn't storyboard his movies. Apparently, wow, it's incredible considering the visual mm-hmm. uh, nature of most of his films. Um, and this was uh, an experiment for him. Uh, apparently, his earliest movie is The Wedding Banquet. One of his earliest movies, The Wedding Banquet. And uh, another earlier movie of his, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, starred Winston Chow. And he sort of made him into an actor. He was an undiscovered person, didn't even really, wasn't even really interested in acting. But he uh, took him under his wing and spent days on end with him, teaching him how to act. And apparently he wanted to do the same thing in this movie. So he cast unknown Joe Alwyn as Billy Lynn. I'm looking to, forward to seeing how his experiment works out. And uh, something about the tone of that movie, it's surprising. I, I'm kind of interested in seeing it. I, I'm not interested in war movies, especially Iraq war movies for the most part. Is uh, it a war movie or is it a post-war movie? Well, it's during a during their being stationed in Iraq and they bring them home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And apparently, as far as I know, there's, they're, they're still active duty. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think... Uh, I, yeah, I think they're supposed to go back to war, but I did see a still. Well, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, because I—I I mean, if it's a spoiler, then it's a spoiler that I made up. But I saw a still in the in the movie of a character that's one of the main actors listed behind him, mm-hmm. s- standing behind him during this. Uh, apparently, he comes to a, he goes to a football game during halftime, and they make a big production. So, if there's any menace or uh, uh, suspense about whether or not this other actor is going to make it to the game, mm-hmm. it's been blown out of the water, unless he's just a figment of Billy Lynn's imagination, which they could play around with also, but I think... <sighs> spoiler. So, yeah, I'm spoiler be. reverse, Mr. T- Mr. Bull. All right. So, so that gets us halfway through November. Uh, as we get closer to Thanksgiving, on November 18th, you've got The Edge of 17 coming out. I think this has a chance to be the best comedy of the year. Are you going to make bold bo- Oscar prediction on it? No, I don't think it gets nominated <laughs> for anything, which is a shame. Uh, I saw the Redbox trailer for it, or Red Band trailer. Okay. Uh, not Redbox. <laughs> Maybe you saw Red it out on Redbox. Yeah, Red Band no. Uh, the film stars Haley Steinfeld, uh, the young actress from True Grit. Also has Haley Lou Richardson, who was in The Bronze. In fact, back when we reviewed The Bronze, I talked about this film and said I couldn't wait to see the two of them team up. When I saw the Red Band trailer, I knew that they have comedic gold. You also have Woody Harrelson in here. And this is about two high schoolers. Uh, one of them starts to sleep with the other one's older brother and becomes popular. And then Haley Steinfeld gets all mad and emo about it. Are they so the attack of the Haley's? Are they both named Haley in the movie too? I don't or know. You don't know. I don't know because Haley's a popular name. Now, 
You said Haley Steinfeld known from True Grit, which was her first movie role, as far as I know. She's made a million movies since then. Best known for True Grit. Is, is that kind of sad? Is she like the, the I Orson mean she, Wells of young, nubile, young ingenues? <laughs> I don't know. She's done other films that have been good, but oh, haven't yeah, quite been as good as they should have been, like uh, Ender's Game. She was fine in there, but it could have been so much yeah. more. Lethal Weapon? Barely Lethal? Or barely Lethal, yeah. yeah lethal Weapon's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Barely Lethal. She was a zygote in that movie. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Three Days to Kill, where she played uh, Kevin Costner's daughter. I was going to say Three Days of the Condor, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong. Not not the Robert Redford film. I think this will be really good. It's definitely going to be a hard R. Well, she was in The Killing Room also. Yeah. And that is, some people like that. My fiance is one. So. She, you would say best known for being in the killing room if you were talking to her about this movie. There's another good movie coming out this weekend that I'm excited about. Manchester by the Sea, but I think it's probably going to be in limited release. Maybe people won't be able to see it until January, but late December, perhaps. This is the story of a young uh, Joe. Uh, sorry, Lee Chandler. His older brother, Joe, has died, and he made Lee, played by Casey Affleck, the young, or the sole guardian of his teenage nephew, I guess it would be his son. I know it, there's a bunch of vague pronouns running around in that sentence. Basically, what happens is Casey Affleck has to accept responsibility for something he wasn't really prepared to do. And uh, for whatever reason, even though this is not necessarily in my line as a drama film, it's not a uh, sci-fi or western, you know. Uh, there's something about old Casey Affleck that draws me to him. Poor man's Joel Edgerton. <laughs> He's probably best known for the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, for which he won a Best Supporting Actor uh, Oscar. But he was also in Gone Baby Gone, and more recently in Out of the Furnace, which was an underrated movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, I think you might have seen him in The Final Hours. Yeah, I really liked The Final Hours. Was he good in it? Oh yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't mean to see that movie. So I don't know if I liked it or not. But he was awesome in Goodwill Hunting. Casey Affleck. <laughs> He's he plays uh, Ben Affleck's brother, and he refuses to get out of the car because he's eating a burger, man. <laughs> And uh, he's he like, you're the- gonna you're gonna get out of this car and you're gonna get in this fight. And he reluctantly has to put down the burger and go get in the fight. <laughs> that starts the movie. <laughs> so that's when I first found out about him. It also stars Michelle Williams. She was in Shutter Island, and she was uh, the girl in Blue Valentine. And then she was also in the gripping Meeks cutoff. Ugh. You remember that <laughs> a while back? Kyle Chandler plays Joe Chandler. <laughs> Kyle Chandler was in, uh, you might know him probably best from Zero Dark Thirty or maybe the TV show Friday Night Lights. He was mm-hmm. the coach in Friday Night Lights. But I've been watching him in Bloodline on uh, Netflix, and I think he's awesome. He, they, all of these actors... And that actress are great actors um, and actresses. Uh, this is written by Kenneth Loner- Lonergan, who co-wrote Gangs in New York. And more importantly, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> I was going to point that out <laughs> for uh, listener t- Tony C. He also did Analyze This and That. Oh, yeah. Those are uh, faves of Tony C's. Uh, and he was the director of the movie Margaret. Did you ever see that movie? I haven't caught up with that one yet. Uh, Anna Paquin, Matt Damon, Mark Ruffalo. It's got a pretty good cast. Either way, something about this movie, uh, it's it's textures, it's uh, sort of, I don't know, conflicts, themes, Mm -hmm. those deeper things that I like about literature are going to be found, I think, in this film. And I'm making a prediction. Casey Affleck for Best Actor. Oscar. Wow. How wrong you're going to be. All right. (laughs) There we but, go. I mean, I there's a chance. Um, towards the end of the month, we we don't have a whole lot that we're like dying to see. There are two films we're kind of interested in for November 23rd. Uh, one of them for me is the sequel to my favorite Christmas movie ever, and that's Bad Santa 2, uh, which stars Billy Bob Thornton. So I may try and take the wife to see that cool. after the Redskins beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, okay. Jeez, you already got that so, off your schedule planned yeah, out? That way we can advance. properly get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Not too type A, are you? <laughs> Holy moly. 
I love the first Bad Santa. I'm hoping that this lives up to it. So this is the weekend of uh, Thanksgiving, then? Yeah, November 23rd. It's from director Mark Waters, Mm -hmm. who's probably best known for doing Mean Girls. Okay. So, you know, he does have some uh, comedic chops. All right. Hopefully the villains of the film don't die suddenly of heart attacks. Uh, in the first film, Bernie Mac died shortly after the film, oh, as uh, did um, hmm. Three's Company uh, guy. John Ritter? John Ritter, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So hopefully this film doesn't kill any more actors. This is uh, Bad Santa. You talk about it a lot. You like that Bad Santa. Um, <sighs> first of the bad series of films? Yeah. Uh, bad teacher. Yeah. Bad words. Mm-hmm. Bad grandpa. <laughs> Love the bad. <laughs> You're into the bad stuff. Bad is uh, good. Also coming out that weekend is Allied, which probably the most interesting thing about this is Marion Cotillard and Brad Pitt starring together. Uh, but also Robert Zemeckis. I mean, he's a he's a quality director. So coming out in award season, a Zemeckis film, eh, might be a chance that it's going to be something good. I know that it was a lot of the production design was based on Casablanca. So. It seems kind of low key for Zemeckis. Zemeckis always likes to have like the newest technology in his films. Yeah. I'm wondering what the visual um, sort of element is to this. That uh, he always sort of brings something new yeah. to uh, to his movies. So even though he's been around for a while, he did all the Back to the Future movies, and I think he won an Oscar for Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. What lies beneath? I think we might show that in film class this year. It's rated R. No, really? Yeah, PG thirteen. I don't know anything. Pretty sure it's way PG-13, because I, I thought about doing it last year. That's the one with uh, it's got, uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford in it, right? Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. One of the last movies I remember her starring in. Hmm. She kind of went away, and that's a shame. She's a talented actress. She's not that good in Animal Kingdom. You forced me to watch that. Isn't that Michelle Pfeiffer in the new <laughs> Animal Kingdom? The TV show? Oh, the TV show? Yeah. No, that's not uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's hmm. um, the other blonde. Should be. That's the um, would have been a Ellen Barkin. Oh, I always get those confused. Yeah. Yeah, Ellen Barkin and Michelle Pfeiffer. They're like Meg Ryan and Melanie Griffith. <laughs> I get them confused, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all right. Either way. That is no. That is all of November, man. Now we get into December. Ooh. December's a big month. December's the right time to see these good dramas. I, I was a little thrown off when I saw Sully last week and went outside into 90-degree heat. Yeah. Because you had spent to watch Sully in December. So right. I, I like seeing good movies, and then you go out into the biting cold. Well, the the big movie, I think it's the only movie this weekend that I saw opening on December 2nd. I'm going to get this out of the way right now. I hate musicals. <laughs> I've never seen a musical I liked with the exception of, you could argue, uh, oh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. But I don't think that's necessarily set up as a musical. I'm prepared, fully prepared to hate this movie, but I'm also fully prepared to love it because of its pedigree and uh, who's in it. And it, believe it or not, it's my pick for best picture of the year. It's my lock. La La Land. La La Land. Mr. Mr. Bull, I, can I, you believe it? I was surprised Lusk when is, you told me that. Lusk is a, picking yeah. a musical. Yeah, about a week ago you told me Ooh. that that was your pick. And I did a little research and I think I've cracked the code. And I know why you're so into this film. But I'll let you explain. Well, uh, that's an interesting psychological uh, concept that you may have been able to construct it, looking at me or thinking about me, and I'm not even aware of why I'm so attra- attracted to this movie. Oh, really? So you might be able to give me some uh, insight into oh. my own psyche. Oh, I got this instantly when I started doing research. Well, is it based on who the director is? And Yes. Damien okay. Chazelle. Well, there you go. <laughs> who uh, did But that's Whiplash. not big of a secret. Yeah. I can only think of one movie in the last five years that I was so excited about it, I had to call someone right away and tell them to go see it. And and everybody I've talked to, I said, this is the movie that you have to go see. I'm I'm not very prone to telling people that they have to see a movie, but I, I with this movie, I say, with Whiplash, I say, you have to go see this. I know you're going to love this. I, you, you must go see it. This is an awesome movie. I told you that, yeah, you were kind of not so great on it. But you recognize that it was a great movie. Yes, and I do think Damien Chazelle 
is a really good storyteller. He helped write 10 Cloverfield Lane, which we both really liked. Mm-hmm. And he also did Grand Piano, a film from a couple of years ago that's a really good suspense film yeah, about a guy who a uh, sniper is planning to shoot if he screws up playing uh, a concert piano. Right. And isn't it all one take? There, there are a lot of really long takes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before Birdman of Alcatraz. Or no. Uh, the uh, the Birdman. ignorance of not being. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's some long, complicated yeah, yeah. subtitle with that. Yeah, but Grand Piano is right. a really good film. And so I, I, when I saw the director, saw, oh, he did Whiplash. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see why Lusk would like it. And then I was looking at other stuff he did. I went. Wow, he's consistently done interesting films. Oh, okay. I thought you so. were thinking about the movie, the story, or something about uh, people wanting to be their best and drawing common desires from what they love, and the the frail fragility of the fr- the fabric of frayed love and all that stuff. <laughs> I thought that that's what you were going to talk about no. the story of the movie. So that this is the thing I'm scared about. If they're singing their emotions, then I'm going to be turned off. But if the songs are great, yeah, I might be turned back on. I'm going to go see this in the movie theater. I am Ooh. going to go see La La Land wow. in the movie theater. I'm not going to wait for it to come out. I'm not going to be a putz. I'm telling you, this is going to win the best picture of the year. And Ryan Gosling, he's going to be nominated for Best Actor. Does he win? No, I don't know. Because he has to sing. And I don't know how, what his singing voice is like. But, I was uh, hoping you would say he, he does win right after you said Casey Affleck is go, going to also oh, win. No, I already got my... I already, I already pulled yeah. uh, Emma Stone, does she get nominated for Best Actress? Possibly. Yeah, she's an Oscar darling. Uh, J.K. Simmons, he might be nominated as well. This might be a clean sweep Oscar. This, this might win the most. Uh, this might be the Revenant of uh, wasn't the Revenant the one that uh, or Mad Max Fury Road that won a lot without winning Best Picture or any of the acting awards. Yeah, 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 that won a lot of stuff. So all right, so you're saying La La Land? I'm incredibly conflicted, but I'm also really excited. So enthusiastic about La La Land. Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. Yeah, uh, a film I'm not excited about comes out December 16th, but I feel like we have to mention it because it's probably oh, wait, going... Well, you skipped over a whole week. Oh, I did? Yeah, was... you skipped December 9th. No, there's nothing coming out. I got Jackie it. with Natalie Portman? Yeah. Well, I like Natalie Portman a yeah. lot. I won't go see it in the theater, but... Uh, and Miss Sloan, I thought you might be interested in that because of Jessica Chastain. Oh, uh, where she's uh, the like, PR person. Yeah, so yeah. You're not so interested. But either way, that's <laughs> you're back to December 16th and... Here you go. Uh, Rogue One comes out. You are very simply, yes, you're going to go see Rogue One. (sighs) That'll make Eric Kemp very happy. Yeah, not looking forward to it. Really? Um, No. I thought you might be because of the people that are involved. Oh, yeah, the people involved are great. Uh, Gareth Edwards, the guy who directed Godzilla, is directing this. Uh, Also has Felicity, uh, Felicity Jones. Yeah. She's a really talented actress. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. I really liked him on Hannibal. Force Whitaker's in here, but it's Star Wars. And I read a report a couple months ago that they were doing some reshoots and re-editing the film to make it more Star Wars-like. That didn't bother you with Suicide Squad, the edits and the reshoots. You still you still support that movie? Still one of your favorite movies? Yeah, because I time. like DC Comics. I don't like Star uh, Wars. All right. I'm not a Star Wars fan, though. It's an argument. If it weren't that, if you didn't hear that, if you just heard a basic outline that these band of rebels have stolen uh plans for a star destroyer <laughs> or something a planet destroying starship from an evil federation or alliance or whatever and it stars felicity jones and all these other guys man mm-hmm. would you then be interested yeah maybe have you seen well i don't know it, it, it's hard i because you're supposed to be a sci-fi guy i I like all movies. I like all types of movies, at least. So you do want it to be good, because you're going to have to go see it. It's the only movie that's coming out this yeah. year. Yeah. I, I, I hope the guy behind me doesn't talk through the whole film, where I have to yell at him to get him to shut up. Oh, no, now that was through the first five minutes of the film. And then he shut up after that. Yeah. We don't have to see it on the first day. Do you think there's a way that we go see this movie where we're the only two people in it? If we wait three months. You think? Yeah. I don't even know if that'll happen. I don't know. I just... I, I kind of hope we run into that guy again. <laughs> you think you'll recognize Are him? you going to talk through this whole film? Will you recognize It's a him? long movie. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, uh, Rogue One, man. Yeah. Star Wars story. So you're looking forward to this? Yeah, but surprisingly, it's not in my top. I mean, if I had to rank these things, it wouldn't be in my top five. It might be somewhere around seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, if you had told me last year before A Force Awakens... 
uh, came out, I would have said, yeah, this is going to be one of my top, you know, most anticipated movies. But any chance it gets nominated for Best Picture? I mean, there's a chance. Don't people want a chance? Yeah. Don't people want to nominate a Star Wars movie for Best Picture? I don't know if the Academy does. I think the public might. I, I, I'm intrigued to find out where this thing pans out in the whole Star Wars, um, you know, sort yeah. of. The uh, problem is there's a lot of other science fiction. You know, in fact, the very next weekend, December yeah. 21st, you have Passengers coming out. Not a whole lot is known about this film. It's from director Morton Tildum, who did The Imitation Game. That was nominated for Best Picture two years ago. It's about uh, two passengers on a StarCraft who wake up. They have to kind of figure out what's going on. And those two people are played by Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's pretty good pedigree. I mean, are there two more popular actors in Hollywood right now? Probably not. I mean, this whole film is being sold on just the two of them. No trailers yet. I think there's one picture. Who's the director? Uh, Morton... Tildum? Yeah, I don't I'm not familiar with his work. So. He did Imitation Game, which is um about the British scientist uh who worked on uh yeah. cracking the Enigma code. He also directed Headhunters, which Ooh. is a Swedish film that you're real big Are on. Are you kidding me? Or I'm sorry, Norwegian film that you're That's real big awesome. on. Awesome. All right, Passengers, that goes to the top of the list. <laughs> That's gonna be better than La La Land. No, yeah. uh you still haven't seen that Headhunters yet. I need to catch up with uh, Headhunters. Uh, stars one of the guys from Game of Thrones, uh, the Kingslayer. Well, yeah, but I mean, what movie doesn't have at least some person tangentially related, related to, Game, to of Game of Thrones by now? Yeah. But uh, oh, okay. So, wow, I guess I am familiar with that guy's work because I love, I love me some Headhunters. In fact, I might go home and watch it tonight. I'll definitely watch it in anticipation of this movie, Passengers. Yeah. Um, did you? Do you want to make a prediction about uh, Passengers? I think it gets nominated for Best Picture. Does Jennifer Lawrence get nominated for Best Actress? Yeah, she's uh, this generation's Meryl Streep. She's a, she's a shoe-in. <laughs> J-Law can do no wrong. Well, I mean, she got nominated for that movie Joy, which was Joyless. She was good in Joy. Yeah, the Joy was bad <laughs> Joy itself. Was bad. <laughs> Joy was bad around her. Think of how bad that film would have been without her in there. It would have been joyless. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's December 21st. Two days later, a surprising film comes out that you're a big fan of. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if you know how much I hate movie trailers. But when I saw the person that was beyond behind this, Juan Antonio Bayona, who did The Impossible and The Orphanage, and I had just seen The Orphanage. And, you know, I wasn't really impressed with The Orphanage. But I loved The Impossible. I thought The Impossible was great. A lot of people didn't like that movie. I thought it was great. I saw uh, also associated with this Felicity Jones uh, and Sigourney Weaver and Liam Neeson. I saw somewhere that he was going to be in this movie called A Monster Calls. And I'd never even heard about it. But I was like, oh, I know all these people. And I like all these people. Let's see what this trailer is all about. And I was pulled right in. I was mesmerized. The trailer did its job of intriguing me to want to go see this movie. Without ruining the film? Well, I had to stop watching it. <laughs> I mean, once I got the gist of it yeah. and I realized what it was going to be, I had to stop watching it. But I, I watched enough of it to also be sort of uh, impressed with the visual style. Um, I mentioned last week with Sully that we've sort of crossed the Uncanny Valley with CG and uh, the implications of having... Uh, computer-generated imagery that exists in the real world doing real things. Now, this is a story about a a tree or some type like giant monster character that comes to life to help this boy, you know, as he uh, experiences various trials and tribulations. So, immediately, you're going to have to suspend your disbelief on whether or not anything like this would would exist. But the the trailer that I saw, as compared to with a with a sort of a animated creature like this as compared to the rock creatures from uh noah yeah <laughs> and it, they're sort of in the same realm of animating lifeless formerly lifeless things mm-hmm. i didn't like those rock creatures i thought it was re- they were ridiculous this guy voiced by liam neeson least neeson i am thoroughly impressed with and there's a lot 
about the the uh, sort of production of the movie that intrigues me. Aside from the story, it's based on a um, a children's novel, which was an awards winning award winning tr- children's novel by this guy named Patrick Ness, who also wrote the screenplay. It was on the blacklist in 2013. Now, the thing about this novel was the woman who started writing it, uh, Shaban Dowd, is an award-winning British writer, and she died in the middle of writing it, or before writing it. So she actually gets a screenwriting credit um, posthumously for this movie. And Ness picked it up and he finished it. It won two prestigious Young Literature Awards in Britain that year, the Carnegie Medal and the Nate Greenway Medal for illustrations. And that's the only time that's happened in 50 years. Um, so I think that the, that director, or um, sorry, Jim Kay was the illustrator. I hope that he was behind some of the production of this movie because it would pay off for him as a sort of a visual artist. And I'm really intrigued by it. Can't wait to see it. It is probably, at this point right now, my most anticipated movie. Wow. Yep. I, I feel like I don't know you now. <laughs> because you're you're pulling for musicals, for movies that pull at emotional heartstrings and want you to care about their characters. Yep. This is not the sort of stuff you go for. Uh, I a- hope this is a good movie, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be a bit stinker. All right, well... Fine. I can temper my enthusiasm now based on you being a killjoy. Think Iron Giant crossed with Pan's Labyrinth. That's what I thought of when I saw it. And I love both those movies. I know. I <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing this movie right. with you so that, so that when the credits roll, I can look over <laughs> and hear you give out the largest, longest sigh ever. What do you think I'll because be Because you're more... going to be so pissed at how bad this film turns out what do you, to be. What do you think I'll be more upset with? A Monster Calls or La La Land? I think you'll like La La Land. I, I think this film is going to let you down. Huh. And right. I, it, it pains me to say that because I want you to love all movies <laughs> <Right>. equally. <laughs> but I I don't know. There's just something about this that makes me feel it's not going to be too as good treacly. as the trailer. Yeah. Too, too contrived? I, I think whoever did the trailer did an amazing job and they should get a nomination. Huh. All right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see, Mr. Mr. T frames. That's a bold prediction by you. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Uh, this wins five Oscars. No, not really. <laughs> I have no idea. Wow. I just wanted to be bold. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sound design. You heard it here. I think it might win some special effects or some production stuff. I'm, I'm think about what else is out there. I mean, for special effects, I don't know. It's Captain Rogue America's Civil War. Yeah, oh, Rogue yeah. One. I mean, do you think Captain America's Civil War can make oh, a... that's going to get nominated for special Yeah, but special it'll be nominated, effects. but because it happened so long ago, it won't be in the in the minds of I the I don't voters. think that minds for or that matters for special effects. Really? Yeah. Okay. But uh, whatever, your five Academy Awards, <laughs> no, mark it I, down. I'm not marking that down. Uh, I won't make that kind of prediction, but I, I think I'm going to like it. It's already been posted to the website. <laughs> I think I'm going to like it better than uh, than than you're suggesting. I All know. right. And on the last day of the year to qualify for Oscar consideration. Oh, wait, you're not going to mention the Christmas release? What? What is it? Oh, gold. Gold's coming out on Christmas. Yeah, right. but that's apparently been pushed back to December 31st. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, last day of the year. There you go. Yep. Uh, is Gold. Uh, this comes to us from director Stephen Gaghan. He did Syriana, mm-hmm. which uh, George Clooney won Best Supporting Actor for. Uh, stars Bryce Dallas Howard, Matthew McConaughey, and Macon Blair. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, podcast fave. Yeah, Macon Blair. Uh, and this is a true story about an American who went to Indonesia to find gold and apparently found billions of dollars worth of gold spoiler alert (laughs) well the problem is you can find the gold but can you keep the gold and that's what this film deals with uh matthew mcconaughey he likes to either look really good in films or really bad what's he chosen on this one really bad oh uh overweight balding Uh, this that that does not bode well the movies he looks bad in oh except for maybe uh the one he won the oscar for Dallas Buyers yeah. Club. I was thinking of that crazy movie I saw earlier in the year, The Free State of Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah, he looked bad in that. Like he had a see-through beard. That the beard was like really long and huge, but you could see through it. He's sporting the same beard for uh 
for gold? No, 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 no real facial hair. Just a lot of fat. But apparently Macon Blair has a very cool beard. I talked to him on Twitter about that. Right. So, yeah, he's, looking uh, forward to seeing him. He's in the running for best facial hair for the Laffy Awards. And I haven't even seen the movie yet. <laughs> or any visuals. And I didn't see him listed either. So, hope, hopefully his role didn't get cut. Hopefully. So, so, so yeah, that's... Right, uh, so, that's the whole year. That's the rest of the year. That's 2016. A lot of films. We're going to be busy. We've made a lot of bold predictions. Anyone you really want to hang your hat on? Is that Jeff Nichols' prediction? Yeah, I think Loving gets a ton of love. Yeah, I think uh, Ruth Nega for best nominated for best actress. She's really talented. I liked her on uh, Marvel Agents of Shield Preacher. and then Preacher. Awesome, she was great in. So, uh, does you any predictions? Pratt probably for Passengers. He might get not. He might get a nomination. I don't think he's been nominated yet. Depending on the dramatic form of that movie. If it's kind of jokey satire, then probably not. But if it's deeply dramatic and original, then both of those will be in the, in the vying for best, best actor awards. Probably also a Gosling, maybe Emma Stone for La La Land. Damien Chazelle is a director. It's kind of too early to be making the Oscar predictions without us trying to goad you into it because I, I'm, I made I'm my, out there for I La made La my. Land. And you're in there for Jeff Nichols. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Jeff Nichols. I'm Excellent. very excited to see him or to see his career blow up. Well, I'm so. I can't wait to find out what all happens. What is your most anticipated movie of all these? You said I think earlier or uh Arrival, okay. I'd say. I'll stick with Arrival. All right. So um that's episode uh, one seventy nine. Uh we've got a We Laugh coming later in the week. Yay. You love the We Laugh, don't you? I do. I'm, int- I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to talk about because we didn't talk at length about one of my other anticipated movies. Although I've sort of, uh, I'm, I'm tempering my enthusiasm for the movie. We'll talk about it next week or later on this week, I guess. Right. So, thank you for joining me. I said, "Bonum, everybody." There be dragon. Are you going to the movies this weekend? Let Laugh know what you saw. Send in your review by emailing the show at thelaughpodcast at gmail.com, tweeting at the Laugh Podcast, or messaging us on facebook.com backslash the Laugh Podcast. The best comments will get read on a future show. Mm-hmm.